0: So, yeah, we just have just a few minutes this morning, but uh, Hans and I were talking about uh, police and how there's a lot of police in the states resigning now and how police morale is low. And uh, I just we were telling a few stories about uh, police and um, one story I just mentioned, I didn't really tell it, but this guy who I was um. And I, back in the day, I used to work with uh, drug addicts and ex-cons and I had a landscaping business. And the, the The guys I could find who would work hard were guys who didn't have other options. So they were, uh, and I wanted to hire Americans because everyone else was hiring illegal immigrants. And these guys were very cheap, but they didn't speak any English. And they were always uh, new, they were new people every time you pick them up. So I was working in these high-end neighborhoods and I wanted my competitive strategy to be, they see the same guys and the guys can speak English and like that was gonna be our thing. Well, the only guys who could handle the work and who 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 would keep showing up uh, were guys who were either ex-cons or drug addicts. And uh, so of course, many of these guys had...
1: Or uh, current cons.
0: <laughs> many of these guys had... had uh, Problems with the police in their past, present, and the future. And I had a bunch of issues uh, myself with police, <laughs> especially back then. And uh, this one guy who, I won't go into the full story, I think it's a great story, but I fired him, and a year later, you know, he had two strikes against him, so he'd already been to prison twice for dealing drugs. And, and in Texas, it's the three strikes and you're out rule. So if he knows if he gets in trouble one more time, he's going to prison for twenty five years, mandatory. Like that's it, you know, Mm. no other options. Twenty five years mandatory. And so uh, this police officer pulls him over in Austin. This was in a park in Austin, Texas, and um, you know, Alan Alan Padrone was the guy's name that worked for me. He knows he's got drugs in the car and uh he's got cocaine in the car and he knows that uh this is this is his only chance to stay out of out of prison is to get away from this officer and he pulls out his gun and uh black officer he pulls out his gun and shoots him in the chest kills the kills the police officer and um you know, then then uh this guy who worked for me almost said my friend, but he he escapes this is, it a this is a bad dude. He uh escapes down to Houston, runs from the cops, um, and pulls over on the side of the highway, runs across the highway, kneels down on one knee, puts his gun in his mouth and, and blows his brains out. And um but I just was gonna talk about like that 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 black police officer who pulls him over, he, um, they, you know, police do this all the time. They they have to show up and interact with people. They don't know who they are. They don't know if they have a weapon. They don't know if they're on drugs. They don't know what they're dealing with. And they constantly put themselves in harm's way. And, <clears throat> you know, while I have many issues with police you know, overstepping their uh overstepping my rights, overstepping their authority. I think most of the time I and other people have no idea the fear that they face mm-hmm. on a daily basis, putting themselves in harm's way. And um I was uh I, I, and I don't think I ever got. I I, got, I began to get a picture of this the night I was I, w- I drove across uh, Uganda with two cops I had uh, I had paid to come and apprehend a, uh, a criminal in western Uganda. And so I'm I'm driving through I'm driving through the night with these two undercover cops with weapons into enemy territory, you know. And I remember we were hiding out in the morning. Because if if the people in town see that there's a white guy in the car, it's gonna, news of this is gonna pass the town like so fast. <clears throat> these guys are probably gonna go running, and we'll never catch them. We'll never get our vehicle back. And I just remember, you know, that just my heart racing, you know. And then they drop me off at this hotel so they can go apprehend him without anyone seeing me, and, you know. And I'm in this hotel, and, you know. I'm looking out the window. And my heart racing, and I'm imagining these guys are going to confront these guys. And, uh, yeah, and that whole day, you know, and we apprehend them and we take them down to the jail. And, and I was like, man, like, like this level of adrenaline and and stuff and, and, uh, fear that it's just part of the job for them every day. Mm. And I think most of us have no clue. What, what yeah. As do. we go into it's this like,
1: debate about, you know, how can we make things better? It's good to, uh. Walk the shoes either side walk. of the, the divide, no? the, they
0: walk in the shoes of both sides. Yes, you know, what? what's it like for people who are, um, have good reason to suspect that the cops are going to violate your rights, right. you know? And you know, I feel very strongly about this. You don't have to be black to experience a lot of uh harassment by the police and be endangered by the police, you don't have to be black. You don't have to be uh, brown, you don't have to be a minority. Um, it's enough to be one fit into that kind of the category of looking like someone who might be up to no good. You know? I used to I used to have a shaved well, I still have a shaved head, but a uh, shaved head. And it was you know? voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh I I was an intense looking Dude, and I didn't bow to no one. I held my head up high. I, I probably looked like a skinhead, you know, to a lot of people. I I wasn't, you know. But uh, I was an intent. And I was not bowing to no one, you know. And I wasn't going to apologize. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going <laughs> to. You know, but it was more, much more intense back then. And uh, so, you know, a cop pulls me over. And he can very well, as you know, think I'm. Uh, Yeah, up to no good, you know, I I wasn't going to give any undue politeness or, or, you know, kind of being extra friendly or being submissive in any kind of a way, you know. And so um, I had all kinds of run ins with police, all kinds of them um, violating me, my property, my personhood. You know, and I, uh, yeah, and I've, as I was telling you, I had a good friend, uh, mur- uh, defenseless friend murdered by the cops. He was a white guy, shot 14 times. And uh, so I really don't think it's uh, it's an issue of race as it's an issue of, of um, authority that we have in America. One, we have we have issues against authority in the States. Yes. So there's a lot of us that already we have, you know, we, we don't like authority. And the other side, all these movies about, you know, good guys, bad guys, we got all these cops who are thinking themselves as like the good guys. If you don't immediately obey, if you, if you run from them, if you whatever, instantly, okay, they're the hero, good guy, cop, and you're the bad guy. And they're just like ready, you know? a- a- they're everyone, ready for the-
1: Everyone contributes to the escalation.
0: Yes, everyone contributes to the escalation. Yes, you could say that.
1: I like the story, though, that you t- told about that one police before, when you said uh this was the time when it was like, at the height of around 2000 and everyone was tense, and the uh, police pulled you over. He said, roll down your window, and you rolled it down this much. You know, she's going to want to stand up, you know, roll out your window. And you said, it's enough like this, you, you have enough, you know. And the guy goes, come on, man, roll down your window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was really expecting you know these aggressive cops. This was Austin in the late '90s, and uh, Alex Jones was I was on the local radio, and uh, there were a bunch of confrontations going on with cops back then, and, and it wasn't like a race issue like these that are you know they, like a lot of these guys were white, and the, and the cops were busting in their, their windshields and, and dragging them through the windshields and, and this was like this was going on a lot back then. And, and people were standing up for their rights. Mm. And I was very much involved in this kind of a movement back then. And uh, so this one particular occasion, I could, you know, I'm going to stand up for my rights and I'm not going to give in. And I'm gonna I mean, whatever. And I'm going to, you know, I got to confront this guy, and stand bracing, up for my bracing rights. Bracing himself. And he totally just de-escalates. And he's like the coolest guy. And I, I get out of the car. We have a chat. We're like buddies and stuff. But it was the opposite of what I expect. And, uh, yeah, so there's... There's absolutely some cool cops and some cops who do de-escalate, um, but in the states, you know, um, it's uh, it, you, it, you know, it's very much not true that like, what are, are are Americans much more racist than the rest of the world? No, but interactions with cops involve involve far more deaths in the U.S. than the rest of the world, than the rest of the the the. Uh, what do I want to say? First world, so to speak, um, and it's it's a cultural thing. You
1: could say a this. cultural. How can thing. we change the culture of escalation? You know, because I think that's what's going on, or that's a great way to look at it and try to find a solution. You know, what can you do to deescalate? What can the police do to deescalate? What yes,
0: then, uh, and I, you know, I personally, when when people say, well, of course, this guy got manhandled by the cops because he 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 uh didn't just obey everything that they said. He didn't just submit, he didn't just, you know. I hate that response because if you're being disrespected by them, you know, to me they're they're overstepping their their bounds, you know, as police and they're the servants, you know.
1: So yeah, that's a good that's going to deescalate what you just said. <laughs> yes definitely they're wrong <laughs> you definitely
0: have both sides you know the, the the moment that you stand up and they're feeling like you know how dare you disrespect me I'm the I'm the law I'm the good guy I'm the authority when you have two who will not de-escalate that's when it uh, yeah, well, when it escalates right okay. but anyway police are facing they face a lot every day And, uh, yeah, it's a challenging situation we have. Lots of cops uh, apparently um, resigning in protest or quitting their jobs because they're no longer honored for their role. And, uh, yeah, I I just hope good things come from... So we've got Stefan watching. Who else is out there? Who's that black and white image? I can't tell but uh, Hans we gotta go we have another call coming up but uh, just say howdy to y'all have a great day guys yeah, announce
1: and, in a back tomorrow four hours from now
0: Ah, oh, yeah four hours from now we have a uh, part two of our webinar about uh, writing honor letters to honor our fathers Father's Day is coming up and uh, if you guys want to engage with us Join our Honoring Fathers Facebook group. We'll be going live in four hours.